Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boy, with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and john d square here with you as well <laughs> yes yes jd is not here again this week let's not start rumors that he's not on the show anymore he is you just started that rumor right now why do you even say that <laughs> criminal true. That's he, true. He, he's in fargo you know rolling around with some young men i mean he's co- coaching Jesus wrestling Christ. uh it's a camp that he does every year and he did remind me a while ago and i forgot and then he reminded me the other day thank god so don our good friend is filling in again thank you don my pleasure and Speaking of of Don, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, any week that I get to do my podcast and then come on and ruin your podcast, it's a fun week. So, but you know, on top of that, I did an X Men review that just real happy that I was able to do. So go check that out on superherospeak.com. But yeah, it's just good stuff. Yeah, X Men number one again. How many number ones does that make? Uh, for five six somewhere around there approaching double digits i think that's i think that's six just within the last 10 years yeah exactly exactly cool cool and how about you john what's new in your world i have been so freaking busy it's unbelievable i just don't have the time to do anything i actually had to do work over the weekend i'm kind of unhappy about it like the the book that we're reading for the review next, uh-huh. um, yeah, I, I like I I I completely forgot about it because I was so swamped. So I started reading it last night. I'm fifty percent the way through. I'm figuring I could finish it tomorrow. But then, you know, I thought I thought we were going to have to put it off, but we're not doing the review tonight. So thank thank goodness, you know, JD likes young men. I mean, thank goodness he's wrestling. Oh, oh. God, please no, stop! Please stop. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, it's just yeah, I'm I'm, I'm you know. At my age, I I, sh- I shouldn't be working this hard, <laughs> but eh, what are you gonna do? I believe you're an advocate of work harder, not smarter. Oh, I mean, <laughs> other way around, dude. Oh, 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 you, oh. You, use <laughs> for your own stuff. Use your inside voice. Oh, is that how that works? I did. I did start putting together a lot of names for 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 <clears throat> he who remains, but but we'll talk about that. Will we? Are you sure we're gonna talk about that? I don't know. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, no, we can't. We can't. We have to. (laughs) Anyway, I. Oh, my God. We're going to talk. Dave, how was your week? There you go. Thanks, Don. Oh, we never ask him that. We just let him, like, sit there. I know. You know. know. 
JD sometimes remembers. I'm doing all right. I can't complain. I've been working. I've been busy with work as well. I've got a couple of great reviews in my inbox the other day. One finally went up today on the website for X-Men number one. And I'm trying to get caught up on all that kind of stuff too. And okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta vent a little bit here about old age since, you know, you were just did it a little bit there, John. I don't see this this section on my notes here. Is we did? You got to let me know when we get to the old man section. It's under no. You got to look harder. It's under the. It's my podcast. I'll vent if I want to. Oh oh oh! It's it's also in really that section. It's also in really small print. So with your old eyes, you might not be able to read Uh, it. Ah, that's it too. Right, right, right. Uh, No, it's just one of those dumb things, like you know, first world problems kind of thing. Like I'm noticing as as I'm starting to lose more weight and like the double chin starting to go away. I'm starting to notice my wrinkles more and like the skin under my chin sagging. And it's just like, I'm looking old. I don't like that. <laughs> Should I stay fat and look young? <laughs> I don't think that's I, I think how that's, that works. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's my secret. I mean, I got the diabetes, but yeah, no, no wrinkles. See, there you go. You might die a little younger, but you won't look it. <laughs> and apparently a full head of hair. So see, there I'll you go. It. Unlike some people. Hey, <laughs> at least, at least from the front, I look good. Just because I have a little bald spot up the top doesn't mean, you know, for, for my age, this is pretty good. Well, I know a lot of guys that are by my time are, are already bald. Yeah, I know. Like they're, or they're, they're shaving their heads because they might as well anyway. Yeah, I know. Joey. I mean, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, besides Ooh. all that, we got our finale for Loki season one. Yes. And and actually, before we get into that, I'm curious, Don. Yes. Did you see Black Widow yet? Because the last time we talked, you hadn't seen it yet. I I, I have not. Uh, ah. However, uh, yeah, I just haven't heard anything that made me excited. I will be watching it soon, though. But I know a lot about it, and I just like uh, okay. So you're kind of you're kind of like me. You, you know you know the, the the high points that have already gone by. You you couldn't keep away from spoilers, so. Yeah. It, trust trust me it's actually worth it, it i really mean the is. red guardian seems like he would be he would be like one of the best parts of the movie but from what i understand he's not in it a whole whole lot so but he is one of the best parts of the movie <laughs> yeah and the name of the movie is black widow not red guardian although given given his personality they could they could make probably a red guardian it would be more along the lines of guardians of the galaxy because he'd just be a he's just He's just lovable and dumb. <laughs> but they could, right. they could do a movie on him. Because, because the reason I ask that is because there, there are things that the after credit scene in Black Widow kind of hints at something futurized for the MCU. But of course, Loki, oh my God, it, it is a... Uh... Nuke and paved everything? Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so so let's just start with Mephisto. I mean, <laughs> you well, mean this, time, he... this time they stuck with it. You, you mean he who lingered too long? So so the thing I love is we had Joey fill in for JD last week from So Wizard, and he and he made a good point, but he was wrong. And I was right. So, I was so he right. had said they're not going to introduce a big bad on the TV show where, you know, the it, Disney Plus isn't available in China. And so that would be alienating a large population of the of the fan base. And I'm like, yeah, and all everyone. So that's kind of why a lot of people are like, it's just going to be another variant of Loki once they get into the Citadel. And and I said that they could introduce him because 
Loki is going to be in its own little world, its own little side quest, while the main universe could still be introduced to him again because of all those characters. So they could do it here and not worry about people having to have seen Loki to get another introduction in the movie side. Well, one of the things that we don't, we didn't touch on is the concept that the Loki that we're watching and the Sylvie, which is technically Loki, they're variants, you know, they're different versions of the same character. So that throws all your rules out the window about who you can and can't introduce. So we got he who remains. He who couldn't take the hint. Uh, so, I mean, Don, I know that wasn't he who remains from the comics. As we know, he who remains was the last of the TVA who stays behind so that he can create the timekeepers so that they can create the TVA and create and basically an internal loop. loop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, of time. They kept the loop. Yes. But see if you agree with me. That was the um, that's and it's probably the closest we're going to get to the Immortus version of Kang. Yeah, it was definitely Immortus, although his but it, see, it also may not be because his personality was not. As far as I remember it, Amortis. So I honestly think, because what is, I'm going to refer to him as Kang, but it's Kang, Amortis, mm-hmm. Ramatut, well, he, he, Iron, what was his original Iron name? Lad. What was his original name? Like before he became any. Uh, like, it's Nathaniel Richards. Nathaniel right, Richards. Right. So that was basically Nathaniel Richards, right? Like he's oh, the sure. one who finally won the 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 time, the, the multiverse war and got rid of all the other variants yeah by he the yeah, he weaponized Elioth, mm. you know marvel's entry into the cloud villain genre and i think they won that's a good flex by them because it was pretty comic <laughs> accurate and so there you go so there you know ching win marvel but yeah so he weaponized Elioth and basically took over the universe and is now making the time one big loop but yeah, he, he. But this is actually not Kang. I think you're. I think you're right, though, Dave. I think this is the closest to Immortus we're going to get to, because honestly, I think other than we know Kang is going to be in Quantumania. Also, understand, guys. This is you know because I'm on Young Avenger Watch. This is also kind of introducing Iron Lad, which is just Kang who goes back in time to become Iron Lad to start the Young Avengers. To fight against Kang or to stop Kang. So, right. To stop yeah. himself or to stop himself, right. The evil mm-hmm. version of himself. Yeah, Kang is Kang is one of three like big multiplying villains in Marvel. There's Kang, where there's just so many of them. You can you could kill Kang and next issue, hey, Kang's back. And it makes sense. There's Ultron, of course, is pretty much self-replicating. Ultron can always come back. And then, of course, uh, Mr. Sinister for the X-Men. I've seen Mr. Sinister die a thousand times but it's always a clone. So he's a very interesting concept villain to introduce because we can introduce the villain, but not actually introduce the villain, right? Because this guy doesn't survive the episode. And that's, and I was going to say that too. Like, so a lot of people complained about the, the final episode because it was mainly dialogue and exposition, but I thought it was like a brilliant way for a show like this to end and for what they were doing and setting up. And, And I'll say this, as an actor, I'm sure Jonathan Majors, they were said, okay, let's just, you know, they explained who Kang was in the comics and that there's multiple versions of him. And I'm sure as an actor, he went, oh my God, this is my opportunity to play the same character 10 different ways. Right. You know, so 
when they gave him the opportunity to be the big bad in Loki and play this version, he was like, oh, I can play a crazy guy who's been alone and at the end of time. And it was just like, you know, and he got to play with it. And now I'm sure once we see him as Kang, he's going to be a more evil, malicious version. So can, can I just and I, I need to make a comment. He yeah, he played crazy. And I hear a lot of people a lot of re- online reviewers are like, you know, he's just, he was just playing a little, you know, a crazy guy. It didn't make any sense. It's like, you're looking at a man who's been alive for trillions of years. He's probably gone insane and then and, sane again, you know, billions of times over not, that amount of. Not uh, only of, that, he <laughs> knows everything. Right. Right. So of course he's going to go crazy. Like, yeah, it made sense. It, it was, it, it worked perfectly well. And the thing, the, th- okay. There's, I, I've been watching a lot of, different videos and i've been thinking about the whole thing and there is something a lot of people missed in the episode when kang comes out of the elevator he's shocked to see the two lokis together like he didn't think they were going to get that far together you know they wouldn't trust each other so for a guy who knows everything he's still shocked when the two lokis show up that is strange because yet he knew enough to program his like temp pad when sylvie was gonna but right but sylvie's the one that was taking the shots at him not so much loki so that's interesting you're right right and the, and the, the whole point of that that conversation confrontation at the end of, between the three of them is the more i've looked at it the more this makes sense that's the outcome he wanted he won well no it's not the outcome he wanted he was ho- he's he, think of it he's in a time loop he can't get out of it he's going to die at the end and then that who he is at the beginning will will rise again because the all the multiverses are back. He'll have to go through and and you know defeat all the other Kangs, put a, a, a Lyoth on a leash, win the war, and then become the same person again all the way to the end, and then die again, and then his uh, his self, and then himself. Like it's just it's it's a big loop. So he he's. He you're missing you're missing he didn't want he was hoping that they would take over you're, you're missing you're missing all of the you're missing all of the clues the biggest one being he's shocked that they're they're together i don't think he was that shocked though because watch how can it, be shocked the, you, you can't be shocked the, you can't yeah i saw this thing but he was he, he can't on, be shocked on, and still have the script in front of you say, saying he, he knew that on. they were both going to be there let me finish also you had Remember the, the the most important line is when he goes, "Oh, we've crossed the threshold. I have no idea what's going to happen now." Right, and he's still hoping that they would take over. Like I, that's the end I, of his script. I, I think I don't know. I kind of think he he knew he was going to die, but that's it's also what he wanted because he wanted different version of Kang to take over, and that's why he doesn't. He didn't want another Kang version. He wants he he wanted to he wanted the the timeline. To stay to, to stay single so that so that he didn't they didn't have to deal with the other Kangs. So like, I have two complaints, and this is one of them, what you guys are talking about. Like, cause mm-hmm. I think you're right, John. He like wanted the Lokis to take over. But how are the Lokis gonna do what Kang does? Like that 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 so that's my one of my two complaints about is his plan here just doesn't make sense at all. He he knew they were he that's the whole thing. If you if you watch that whole scene, he was playing the two of them against each other. He kept saying to Sylvie, can you trust this guy? And he was playing on the other Loki's emotions for Sylvie and and wanting to be a, a good person. So it's like, and he gives them two options. The one 
is don't kill him so that there isn't going to be a chaos. And the other one is kill him and there's going to be chaos. And he was, you know, our Loki didn't want the chaos. He was afraid of that. Well, no, he wasn't afraid of it. But He's Sylvie just, just wanted he... revenge. And she and, and that's the whole thing. And and no, they but, knew that all along. Well, well, the whole thing is that Loki grew enough to grow out of he he between between he didn't Mobi- between Mo- mobius you know befriending him and showing him what like holding a mirror up to him and all that he real loki realized that what he was doing wasn't working and he and then he also realized that uh, from from other comments by the other lokis that every time a Lo- that lokis weren't meant to always lose they weren't meant to always bring other people to greatness because Every time a Loki grew to a point where he became selfless, they 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 went and snapped him out out of the they they got rid of that timeline. So he grew he he grew to a point where he and he's and he's always been a tactician, right? So he was there listening and he wanted time to think about it. He said, "Why can't we just take a second and think about this?" Because he he knew that he realized that what Kang was telling him or what Richards was telling him was was the real deal that okay if we kill this guy everything goes to shit right whereas sylvie with her hard life she had never gotten she she just didn't have the experience to grow past her need for killing that guy for taking away her entire childhood so that was that was the the actual conflict was between loki and growing past you know your your impulses and taking a step back and looking at your life and trying to better it. And Sylvie trying to grow past the fact that she had had her entire life ruined by the TBA and trying to get past this need for revenge, regardless of what the consequences were. I, I get what you're saying, but I still think, I think that was Kang's plan all along. I don't think it was his plan. He like, he didn't know what the end was, but he, tr- he gave them the best, the best spiel he could that he, he, he told him, look, if you kill me, crap's gonna gonna hit the wall and then you're gonna deal with more of me and you're not gonna like those guys you so you know he gave he gave him he gave him he gave him the whole the the whole lay down what everything that was gonna happen and then he said it's up to you now the other the other important thing to point out is like people need to realize that when loki is now in that alternate version of the tva that's this it's no longer the timekeepers that's kang the conqueror statue that wasn't that wasn't immortal yeah i want to know but we don't we don't know like if he's in like the tva isn't a multiversal thing right is it are they in, multiversal the comics, where, where every every the there's only one to, for every multiverse it's supposed to be i'm pretty sure in the in the comics the tva is a nexus creation as well it's outside of everything okay so there's only one there's only one tva for every multiverse in this multiverse but we bubble. don't know we but, don't know but that's the whole thing. We don't know how they're going to handle it in the MCU. Right. So, so it could be, it could be there's one TVA and, you know, as soon, as soon as one of those, those branches hit where, you know, one of the, the, the bad Kang, the actual Kang, the conqueror, you know, was born. He, you know, that timeline already progressed to the point where he went back and took over the TVA right, right off the bat. Right. Or, or they could be in a different TVA. He could be in a different. Well, TV, Sylvie sends him there. That's one thing that I was kind of thinking about. Yeah. Is yeah. Sylvie sends him there. So there's really no way to tell. Is he where she tried to send him, or is he where he's at as a result of her killing? He who remains. So there's something else I found that was really interesting. 
if you take the final scene in WandaVision versus what's her name? Agatha. Agatha, mm-hmm. and you take the 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 final scene with Mortis explaining everything to them. It's the same music that's playing. And oh, if you dear. line it up, it's almost like the two things were happening in at the same time. And as soon as Wanda ch- turns things around and defeats Agatha, showing that she made the sigils that trapped her in there. The sigils, yeah. The, the, the music's playing in a cues up. And that's when Amorta says, we've crossed the threshold. I don't know what's going to happen. Hinting because she is a nexus being. She, you know, she might be actually what's responsible. Because think about this too. The timelines were breaking up before he was killed. I oh. watched that video. No, I no, thought no. it was a bit of a stretch. I don't it know. Is, I, but it's, it, it's interesting it, that it, they would play the same exact music and, and the cues line up like that. It was, It is interesting. Well, But you're right. She is a Nexus being. Right. Yeah. But And again, yes. And the timelines were breaking up before he was killed. No, no, they weren't. Yes, as soon, they were. As soon, as soon Watch as it he... again. I, I went back and watched it again. You can see the the you see those white lines which represent the timeline. There's one white line at the beginning going around the citadel, and then they show it starting branching off as when he after he, when he says that line, we've crossed the nexus. Or we've well, that might the be because Renslayer or whatever left, right? She she Could be. she took a powder, and that's the other thing. Like, what did she read? What did he who remains give her to read that had her pack? Was it he who remains? Was it he who remains that gave it to her? Well, it was at that point. Was it? it? Was, it yeah, because the, the timelines hadn't been hadn't been but, diverging yet. But, and she said, "These aren't the files I requested." And then Miss Minutes is like, "Well, we, he gave you something that he think you would, would be more useful." But you were—that's right. the whole thing. Everyone assumes it's 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 him. But yeah, but the timelines hadn't diverged yet. So so at that point, Kang the Conqueror didn't exist. So it was him. And maybe that's another one of his gambits. Either he's giving her files to go back and recreate him so that he can then get everything back under control and repeat his whole circle. Or I don't know, maybe she's going to find Kang the Conqueror. Like, you know, that's the canon well, from, from Marvel that they're lovers, yeah, right? Right, exactly. I definitely think that's going to happen. But yeah, we're dealing with a show like this. I think they are going to have to come back and explain a little bit. Mm. Because my big problem with this whole thing is, you know, the he who remains is at the end of time. Renslayer's at the TVA, which is kind of outside of time. And so the timing might, you know, they, they could play some trickery there, right? We don't know if the events exactly line up that way. Right, right. Yeah. So, and of course. It's timey-wimey, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting, too, because the big reveal everyone keeps talking about is, oh, there's gonna be, even though they already said there was going to be a season two a while ago, I'm not sure why people are acting like this was such a, a big reveal. Well, not not everybody's like us where they're, you know, keeping their finger on the pulse of the of the Marvel world. So that was probably a, a yeah. surprise to a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. But when I, that's the whole thing is I'm watching it and I'm like, and they're getting close to the end, they're getting close to the end. And then, like, she pushed him out and then killed him. I'm like, yeah, there's like no time left. There has to be another season or, or this is going to continue in one of the movies, you know? Well, this directly affects, this has got to directly affect Multiverse of Madness and Quantumania, right? Kang's going to be in Quantumania and he's probably going to make, I think he makes, I think it's confirmed that he's going to make a, an appearance so, in Multiverse of Madness. So Feige, Feige has said the initial plan 
as it stands is No Way Home, Quantumania, and Multiverse of Madness will be the multiverse trilogy. But I don't think I don't think it's going to be just those three. I think they're going to be dealing with this for a while because I don't know if anyone everyone's heard this, but they called a big meeting. I all heard the, about the meeting, but what happened? All the executives that they're in charge of the Marvel movies and, and a bunch of the directors and all got together and whiteboarded out the multiverse because they want to make sure they get this right because they know people like us <laughs> are watching this with a fine tooth comb. So yeah, so apparently like they did it, but they didn't go into it with a with a giant plan. So <laughs> now they're creating that plan. You know what I want to see now? I want I want I want to see another promo for No Way Home, and Tom Holland walk past a whiteboard that has you know this movie, that movie, that movie, and then Mephisto at the end. <laughs> I just want to see a trailer for No Way Home. I kept thinking, oh, they're waiting for Loki. They're waiting for Loki. Okay, now Loki's over. Where's my trailer? Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got Fantastic Four and Blade movies like lined up too. There's there's no date or anything, and I guess they're they're starting to look at uh, at actors. But you know, well, that's another thing too. This? It's Fantastic Four. Is I mean, Kang is a Fantastic Four <clears throat> villain, so I think that's kind of how you wrap Kang up is when you get to the Fantastic Four movie. So so here's the thing. Like, is Kang just a phase four villain or is he going to be the big bad at the end of phase six? He it, can it, be whatever. He can, Exactly. They can bring him back whenever they want. I mean... Here's what they're going to do. I mean, just for those of you that don't know, I mean, maybe, I don't know, I, I, my secret sources have informed me. They've opened up Pandora's box here. So for the next 10 years, we're going to get all this just like, multiversal and maybe not specifically named multiversal but just crazy shit because you can say hey it's a multiverse <laughs> flying oh, sphinxes thanos is copter yeah, just know. everything goes <laughs> and then in 10 years we'll get the conclusion of the of uh, the avengers event secret wars where reed richards and franklin richards have to put the universe all in the multiverse all back together again and then they can start a new marvel with new actors <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. We're going to get 10 years of like craziness. It's going to end in secret wars. Then they're going to compact into one. They're got all this multiversal stuff. They're going to resimplify it and say, all right, that's why we no longer have Chris Evans and, you know, all the other actors because we're all new Marvel. So I heard, uh, I heard just, just to add to that, I heard that the what if stuff is actually going to be canon. I was about to say, so Tom Hiddleston was on one of the talk shows recently and yeah. That he let that slip that the events of what if aren't so those of us who grew up reading what if and love those books and treat them as standalone twilight zone stories are in in the marvel universe what if what if hulk killed the wolverine which he did by punching him in the back so his adamantium spine severed his spinal cord yes it was awesome they're like nope nope things that happen in what if will and most likely affect the mcu and it's and, and one of the things that was pointed out, it's like, so some of the voice actors have returned and some of the voice actors are different, meaning, oh, maybe you can now leave the door open to bring other actors in to take over Tony Stark's role or Captain America's role. So any anybody who takes Tony Stark's role is going to be a downgrade. It really no matter who it is like it, it, it that that character's been around for what 12 years now it's indelibly you know inked in everybody's brain that that is robert downey jr oh yeah 
I mean, most of those guys at this point, I think that's how we feel about them, you know? Yeah. Well, and the problem is he ruined it. Like, like he was such a, he was, he was in real life. He was Tony Stark. So like, you know, it's, it's going to be it, <laughs> yeah. for, for that role is it is going to be, they're going to have, they're going to have to hang like the Iron Man's chest plate up uh, above the scoreboard, you know, and, and just retire it. Cause it's just done. You're going to have to have Ironheart or somebody. The Marvel scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> retire the suit. Yeah, you know, Rhodey worked for a while in the comics. Just saying. Yep. So they, I don't know. It was no. He's 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 put the armor on since he got hurt, right? In the oh movies? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. Of, I was trying to think of an Endgame. He was in suited up, but yeah, he was. So. Oh yeah. So yeah. He was in a badass war machine suit. That's Hello, right. That's oh, right. Yeah. He was laying down Hellfire. That's right. Oh, yeah, he was. That's right. He did have a new suit in that one. All right. So so you're saying. Don, 10 years of craziness, reset the MCU after 10 years. That's your prediction. That's my prediction. You, what do you think? We'll get John? Dark Avengers. We'll get X-Men versus that, Avengers. That's and... okay. So that's 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 where I think right now we're headed and how that's gonna fit into the MCU as a whole and this multiverse stuff, I don't know, but I do think we're headed to Dark Avengers versus Young Avengers. They're yeah. setting that up. Yeah. Yep, versus- absolutely. That's why I'm so psyched for that guy from Happy Gilmore. I can't remember Shooter McGavin's actual real life name, but he's going to be in the Scrawl TV show. And I've even heard that he might be Norman Osborn. And that has got me all sorts of pumped up. Wow. That would be um, interesting. Uh, oh, although yeah. we are, we might get the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, and the Spider Man stuff, but that's technically Sony. I guess. Now, is it the Dark Avengers or the Thunder? Was it the Thunder? So there's two. The Thunderbolts. So the, th- Thunderbolts the Thunderbolts are basically or Suicide Squad. Yeah, the Marvel's answer to the Suicide Squad. But the Dark Avengers are when... Evil, evil people that Norman Osborn is uh, making the whole public think, oh, this is the new Avengers. So Hawkeye, but, you know, it's Hawkeye, but it's actually Bullseye. Dokken oh. is the Wolverine. You know, Venom is Spider-Man. You know, Norman Osborn is the Iron Patriot. Yeah, and it's the Scorpion version of Venom. And with Zemo yes, that put yes, them together, right? Yes. And we have Zemo, so. Right. Yeah, but I mean, we're not going to get that exact version of it, but they're going to create an MCU Dark Adventures where we're going to get Abomination to replace Hulk. We're going to get, uh, what's her Ares face? to replace Thor. Oh, you didn't see the movie. We're going to get Natasha's sister to replace Black Widow. That's important. And, uh. Yeah, who else uh, we already we already oh, got a uh, U.S. agent. We, we already, already got, got U.S. US agent. agent to take over Cap. That's not good. <laughs> yep, that's not good at all. But like, like that's the whole thing. It's that they're they're definitely forming the the Dark Avengers, and we've already got, I think, everyone. But who are we missing for the Young Avengers at this point? Hulkling. Hulkling. I think that's the only one, right? Because we've got Wiccan. We've got Speed. Speed we've we got, got Patriot. Patriot, we've got whatever Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye, just you know the younger yeah. female version. Again, Iron Lad ish. We kind of got Iron Lad, or the possibility of him at least, or the possibility of possibility. Iron Lad. So, yeah. yeah, we're right, Miss Marvel. I mean, oh anybody. yeah, Miss Marvel. Yep, 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 yep. Or yep. we'll get her. But yeah, yeah, in the in the it's happening in it's... the Captain Marvel movie. So. Yeah, well, Thunderbolts would be cool, but I don't think they can do it at the same time they do Dark Avengers. Like, yeah, no, I think it's not get, the same, but eh. I think we're going to get Dark Avengers. I think that's going to be because that's going to as a as a 
person who would like want to be telling these stories and, and if i was running them like that's how i would do it is have form the dark avengers form the young avengers have the young avengers go up against the dark avengers and then the young avengers can take over because they're all younger actors now taking yeah. on these roles so but we'll see well we can always have like you know the mentors like uh, ant-man's still not going anywhere really and they could still have clint around because he seems to love to play the, the role so yeah I think the wrong one died in Endgame. Oh, anyway. <laughs> oh. Oh, he's the most useless. <laughs> he he isn't. He's the one keeping some of them together. Yeah. yeah. He had one good speech in Age of Ultron. Right. <laughs> That's it. Go to bow and arrow. City's flying. Yes. None of this makes sense. But you yeah. step outside that door, you're an Avenger. But he's, yes. you know, he's also... I don't know. I think I think they need somebody like that to keep them grounded, you know, because you, you, they're right. You've got you've got you've got Captain Marvel. You've got, you know, Hulk. You've got Iron Man. You've got a space god. It's like they needed somebody to keep them grounded, you know, remember, remind them. It's like it's it's like uh, Green Arrow on, on the on the Justice League. Somebody to sit there and say, yo, what about the small guy? And I, I know Marvel's way better at that than DC is, but. You know, I think I think Hawkeye being like a mentor for like the Young Avengers would would actually be pretty cool. He'd be he'd be the one sitting there going, "No, don't do that. I've done that eight times and it always sucks." Yeah, yeah. Don't get mind controlled by Loki. Yeah, because then you got to get hit in the head because that's the cure for mind control in the MCU. Twice we've seen that twice. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't. Oh shoot. I'm spoiling it for Don. <laughs> at, at least, it, hey, at least that is not as bad as with the Batman Nolan universe, how the cure to a bad back is to be strung up and hit in the back repeatedly. Oh, oh my Jesus God. Christ. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's like it's like the old days of computers. You just got to whack it until it works. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like the old jukebox, you know, the Fonz. He just sits on top of it. And- works perfectly fine yeah but with the computer thing it was an actual thing called stiction because the hard drives would actually get stuck until you got them to spin up and you'd have to give them a jolt in order to get them unstuck but with you know a back eh, it doesn't seem doesn't seem right somehow (laughs) so you know spy but with um before before we get off loki here i guess i just wanted to i i just want to see if anyone else is a critic of this okay we have a loki versus loki fight in this episode uh-huh. well, and they're a, a clashing swords sure <laughs> but nonetheless it's two loki's and they're clashing swords is that the loki versus loki fight you you expect to see i mean i understand he uses the swords in the comics i'm not saying it's not comic accurate but i don't know in because this is the last action scene you basically get of the whole season Loki versus Loki, and we're just we're clashing swords but this is, am i the only one disappointed by that no because this the name of this show was loki it's always it, it was yeah, no, always no, going to be that t- the fight was going to be a chess match, not an actual physical fight. We got get, physical fights, but you know, I, I get what Don's saying. The only magic we got was when he disappeared for a second and then reappeared right, right in front of her to stop her from from killing. Yeah, him. there could there could be a little bit more than that, but you know what? We may, and but again, he was not trying to hurt her because you know he was. Oh, oh yeah. Well, he's clearly more powerful than she is. They, I, I mean, they prove that. But but the, but the thing is, like in the next season, now we have the possibility of any Loki. So you know, you you we could possibly see quite a few good magic fights in that. 
his purpose. Yes, I know, right? It's like, although I, I, want, I want to see it with the alligator. It's like, <laughs> I'll admit, I'll admit, spit out I, a hand. <laughs> I, I'll admit, I teared up when he said that he didn't want the throne, he just wanted her safe. It was just like, oh, yeah, but that's it. That's just the thing. Every time a Loki did that, the TVA stepped in and said, nope, and cut that timeline yeah, off. You've got to be the god of mischief, you got to be a prick. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, that, and that's, that, that's a nice thing. That means that he can grow now. And it was, it, the show was also about free will, right? Does, well, free does will Loki... versus determination, determinism. Yeah. Right. It, even to the point of, okay, Kang had free will at the very end when he said, oh, we're past the, the point, right? Like at that point, anything, anything went. Well, that's why Renslayer went in search of free will. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. I'm done. I know I'm stretching Dude. it out again. You're done. You're done. I'm done. I got it. I've I, I've got it on my system. Wait. He who passed out on the couch and stayed the night. He overstayed his welcome. He who couldn't find his car keys. He who couldn't take the hint. He who wouldn't leave. He who lingered too long. Okay, I've got it on my system now. <laughs> he who thinks it's still Mephisto. Oh, that's me. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I'm breaking up a little bit different this time. We're gonna take our first commercial break now. I'll be right back with Social Media Madness. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. John, your favorite favorite time of the, the night. What'd you say? I turned my earphones off. It's like... <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on, it's fine. So let's start with... We had talked about Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum have been talking about developing a smallville animated series i mean you're excited for that right john Mm-mm. no what uh, if they use the same thing song you know somebody's you know well jd does it better but what, what if they do the same? <laughs> i know i've got it stuck in my head from him i'm, I'm baritone so i can't pull off the but you know jd's usually spot on what, what if they have the same thing theme song no i was ne- no. i never really liked it to begin with it got it got repetitive, and then it got really soap opery, and yeah. and then in the end, and then that very last episode, you didn't even get to see him wear the damn, you know. Oh yeah, suit. no, no, no. The, the so. show was horrible, and I watched it. And honestly, my favorite is the two parter where the Justice Society that was that was awesome. But outside, you know, that show. But what if? What if? Because we if, if they get some of the original actors to be voice actors like maybe allison mackey can take some time away from her sex cult and <laughs> you mean from jail <laughs> she'd be she'd be doing it from jail she would literally yeah i know him. as i was writing that joke i had to remind myself like actually it's more than a like the crimes happened <laughs> like it it is really sad what happened to her yeah she was that it was a cult she got to take it in but you know uh, you know I, I, I in the end i actually really lost interest in Smallville when Kristen Crook left. But I still don't understand how anyone could be as charismatic to start a cult like that. Anyway, so <laughs> Timothy Jones uh... said, as long as it isn't a rehash of the live action series, hopefully they go from where they end it, the series, and explore his new adventures. I hope it takes off. Sour grapes, everyone. Sour grapes. Yeah, yeah. Available in yeah. finer yeah. newspapers across the country. <sighs> I wanted to make sure I got my joke in before that one. That way it would seem pretty uh, solid. Bad. There you go. Uh, Scott Doran said, who's at Scott D621, but will Clark actually be Superman? Will this be a no tights, no flights, even 
in animated series. And yeah, my reply to him is, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to go. It wouldn't make sense. You know, that's not what the fans would want at this point. So, 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 so John, mm-hmm. you don't, you, 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 you get upset with social media madness, but you know how popular social media madness is? No, because I don't read it. It gets stolen by other podcasts. So take a knee for Marvel versus DC. <laughs> Put their new uh, episode out this week. And the episode title is Social Media Madness, <laughs> where they go and talk about their stuff on their social media. Im- imitation is the best form of flattery. JD said, Social Media Madness, that gimmick, that's gimmick infringement. Gimmick infringement. <laughs> and where they replied, I can neither deny nor confirm your show is where this came from. We should get our lawyers, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe to go <laughs> after them. And JD replied, I'm calling Jerry McDevitt, which I would assume is a local lawyer in Chicago that if uh, we lived there, I would get the joke. So, so guys, you know, I was going to tell our fans, go check out, you know, take a knee, but I don't know. Stealing well, I'm going to check it out because I need to pick a gimmick that we can steal from them. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. There cool. you go. Unless you just want to call us superhero speak for Marvel and DC, but you know, that's just <laughs> we need to be more creative. Well, I tell I tell you, take an E steals it from us, you steal it from them, and then we'll steal it back from you. Right, there we go. <laughs> I could we can launder we can launder through that process. Yes, yes, <laughs> launder all our gimmicks. Wow. We also talked about What If not that long ago. We got the first full preview of it. And again, it looks pretty damn good. I, I like the animation that they picked, the cell shading. It's pretty It's pretty nifty. Yeah. Timothy Jones chimed in again. He said, I'm very much looking forward to this. What if it sucks, though? <laughs> Can it? Could it, though? I mean, like, what are the chances that it is? It's like... You know, the, the chances of that sucking are about the same as getting attacked on land by a shark while getting hit by lightning. It's it's going to be awesome. But it's a good joke. It's a good joke, Timothy. Ooh. I like that one. There you go. See, that was better than the first one. Yeah, I know. I hope it takes off. But not as good as that record from a cult joke. Of course, we also mentioned that Marvel and DC Films will not, they refuse to attend Comic-Con at home this year. And, well, maybe not refuse, but they're not going to do it. Uh, to which show Dorlay Parlay Hours said, since it's not live fans, not too much. However, next year, whatever is happening, Thanksgiving weekend doesn't count, will be the telling point. Live reactions are a real must. So, yes, I think I think that's the whole point. They're not going to have an audience to you know show a preview to. They're not going to get a, re- a, a reaction to see, oh, what did they think of it? So, yeah, it makes sense. Do you, do you think that they'll come back once, like next year, once all of the COVID variants are gone and like they actually do full comic book conventions like San Diego or, or New York? Do you think they actually will come back? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I don't see because well, it's, it's interesting because somebody was talking about this not that long ago where for the longest time, New York was actually where Marvel was promoting their television properties more than their movies, especially the Netflix stuff, Mm. but they don't have Netflix stuff anymore. So I don't know. I think, I actually think, you know, New York will be the most telling this year to see what's there, what's set up. I I don't know. Now this year, especially with the, the Delta variant going around, I don't know that this year is going to be very telling. I think next year, the show's already sold out. 
I know, I know, I know, seventy percent capacity. So I think I know that, but things are things have changed since all those tickets went on sale. Got so so I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a con person. So let me ask. No. Does Marvel, DC, whomever, do they have to pay to present at a New York Comic Con? I doubt it. I okay. So I would hope not, because it would be like you know we're gonna. Be the so, reason people come to this thing. Yeah, so. in, in in New York, the Marvel booth is like one of the biggest on the on the floor, and it's okay. got the so, it's got a stage and the and the the screen where they're constantly playing stuff. So, I, I think they. I mean, that's one of the main attractions. <sighs> so, as somebody who has worked many conventions, who has friends who attend many conventions, hmm. um, so there's things to look out for. So, usually the publishers are invited. So, which means if they're invited. Yeah, they're not charging them for booth space. They're not charging them for floor space. However, if they want to hang a banner, that's like a union thing. The union has to hang it. So they have to charge them. You know, if they want electricity in their booth, again, they get charged for it. But those those charges are smaller than what they're actually what what any normal person would pay for that table space. Right. I, I agree, but like, so there was this, there was this like kind of a controversy a few years ago because Marvel and DC would set up publisher booths at like all the big conventions, and then they stopped doing that and said we're only going to concentrate. I think there's like four conventions: New York, San Diego, I think C two E two, and uh, someone listening can correct me. I think Emerald City are like the only ones they set up booths at now. One. Because they're the big, big shows where a lot of people go because they were complaining like they would go to a mid-sized show, set up a booth, and it just wasn't worth it. Because it's also sending people to it. That costs money, right? Like you're you're losing a week of productivity from somebody who's at a show, you know, promoting stuff. Especially so. if they bring some of the, was it some of the actors to go run on stage during a presentation or something? Like that's got to cost. Well, you're confusing the films with the publishers. But so... Well, and that's another thing too. Yeah. Cause like, that's all different as well. But like, you know, because I'll never forget with wizard, like when DC and Marvel said, we're not going to set up booze anymore. And their argument, would be, well, we've got Marvel and DC here because they would have artists and writers in artist alley, but it's not the same as having the publisher there with a booth, but yeah, no, they don't, they don't charge them for that. So yeah. Like, so yeah, I mean, I guarantee they're going to have, they're going to have booze at the, the, the con, what they're going to, present is a whole nother story so but yeah like i mean comic palooza was this past weekend in in houston and there was a lot of stars there so you know people are ready to start going to conventions again so we'll see but and i'm sure there's going to be a lot of people watching that the houston everyone who went to that convention right now (laughs) that's that's your that's your that's your test tube (laughs) exactly so so yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, cuz like I have friends that have been invited guest to cons and uh, yes, they they don't pay for the booth and a lot of times they pay for the the con will pay for their hotel and stuff, but all the incidentals are on them. So and then last but not least, so Scarlett Johansson, we know what she's now doing, now that she's no longer playing Black Widow. She's producing and starring in the Tower of Terror film for Disney. We discussed this last week. And I said, is this film we want over on Twitter? Click, you know, and then Tonic Mole is saving the world. Who's at the Tonic Mole over on Twitter said, hard to say, 
who thought Pirates of the Caribbean would have been a good idea? So, Don, it's, did you go ahead? No, 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 go ahead. Get Don, down. did you see the the trailer for Jungle Cruise? No, no, no. No, you haven't seen it. <laughs> would you Would you see it? I mean, like, would you watch it? If you watch the trailer, depends. if you watch the trailer for Jungle Cruise, it feels like we know Pirates of the Caribbean was successful, so we're going to copy that okay formula exactly for this and it's like well then but i don't know if that's what i want i don't want pirates starring the rock (laughs) (laughs) but then again how do you do that with tower of terror (laughs) yeah i mean you can't discount like because i'm a curmudgeon when it comes to movies anything outside of marvel dc shit like that it's really hard to get me to watch but there is some really cool stuff out there that I'm like, oh, you know, you're glad you watched that. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, I was like, ah, okay, they're starting to get crazy now. You know, that's what, <laughs> now they're starting to get crazy. Back then, that was okay. I, anyway, but yeah, it was great. So, you know, doesn't sound like anything I'd watch, but you got some free time. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, John, you're going to be in line first day to go see Tower of Terror well well yeah if i were in disney world but the theater yeah no it starts, I, like, it's gonna start scarlett johansson no no i'm more of an amy pond fan uh, um see, and, I, and i feel bad about this because iron man 2 scarlett johansson okay i don't know since then I don't know, just not. And I know it's a big controversy with saying that it was sexist how she looked and all that. Guys, what do you want from me? I'm 41 years old. You're a male. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. It's, You're saying it's not. It's not if Scarlett Johansson's in it. I mean, I make jokes about, hey, this actress is in it. This, I'll go see it. Eh. But you know, but the these these Disney movies, like they already gave up on the the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. The, those movie, the movies they're pumping out now are just as good as the the newest Transformers movies. So not good at all. And I just, you know, it's just all it is is a, a slugfest or or a spectacle. But it's that I need something quality in there to tie it together. And and all they're doing is pumping these out. The, Disney's only pumping these out because it's Disney. They'll make a buck off the kids being dragged into it. You know. That 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 and uh, nostalgia from got people people you know, people my age that went to Disney in nineteen seventies and and all in I know early eighties. All I know is uh, once they started making live action versions of their animated movies, they ran out of ideas. <laughs> you know, listen, that, okay, that's true, that's true, but I have to say, they're killing it with those movies. I mean, I know you guys don't have little kids in your. I mean, well, Dave, you've got granddaughters, but yeah. my daughters love prefer the live action beauty and the beast prefer the live action aladdin which says it's actually as much as i'm a curmudgeon i kind of enjoy that movie um, i heard it was they, okay <laughs> I, yeah it is it's fun i don't know those those new live action movies except for lion king yes That's the i was one gonna was say <laughs> because, yeah. because you can't you can't get expressions on the you know yeah. there's too realistic <laughs> and the mulan i think people think aren't as good because it doesn't have mushu and some other aspects that they're really nostalgic about about the original mulan but and the other things know, in I'm there that saying, didn't make sense but yeah. with my four and six year old they're digging uh, the live action stuff right 
because it's got Disney branding on it. And, and you, you, you suck them in with the cartoon and they're like, Oh, I can see him in real life. And you know, little kids are like, yeah. So, well, and they also watch hours of YouTube with the mom and her little girl just running around the woods with a doll that they throw firecrackers at every now and then. So I can't, yeah, there's some strange stuff on YouTube that oh, parents just do with their kids and, and my okay. kids just sit there and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I was going to say now. Uh, I think the I think the Lion King was a little too uncanny valley, which is weird to say. Oh, the 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 Mulan, where it was like, yeah, we don't want to put Mushu in because we don't we want it to be more realistic and get rid of some of those weird mystical elements. And then there's a witch who turns into a was it a dragon or a phoenix? No, no, the, she turned into a, a crow or something, okay. but or a, a flock of crows. But they they added the phoenix too, which just pops in every once in a while. Yeah, it's like it's a like, video game character. You say, I don't know where to go. Oh, I called a phoenix. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Away. Get rid of the mystic elements. But here's magic. Wait, what? No, then we can have a talking dragon. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, they also got rid of everything that was good about Mulan for young girls. Like in the in the card in the animation, they showed her. You know, making this. She wasn't great to begin with. She had to train to become uh-huh. a good soldier. Blah. In this one, she's already like basically Goku. You know, right from the beginning. It's like, oh, my key yeah, is high. It's like, you know. She's, yeah, she's a Mary Sue. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's the problem. Like, the first one had had the, the it was, it had the lesson of if you try hard, you can do things, the, even if you're a girl. And this one is like, if you are born with super key. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're, 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 a hero's journey is a hero's journey. It, you don't get to not go on the hero's journey just because of your gender. It's just right. like, yeah. Um, you still got to work at it. So, all right. Well, that's it for social media madness this week. Let's, let's have our good friend Don tell you how you can get more social media madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following superherospeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, You can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often, because we are posting some great comic reviews, as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thank you for that, Don. That was wonderful. Oh, wow. It's amazing how you can do that so, almost like you were recording. Right. Why don't you um, <laughs> why don't you take a moment and plug where people can find your wonderful podcast? Yeah, most certainly. Thank you. Well, just go to Twitter, of course, first step at Omega Level Nerds. Make sure you're following us on there. It'll, of course, have a link to our YouTube. And I would very much appreciate it if you could subscribe because we don't have enough subscribers to have a cool custom url and we'd certainly like to do so so please check us out just search omega level nerds on youtube or again go to at omega level nerds on twitter 
where our link is in the profile. All right. On that note, we'll take our second and final commercial break, and we'll be back with the news. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. We're back, everyone. And uh, I, it's in a, in a move I never thought I was going to see. Deadpool has now yes. officially crossed over into the MCU. Yeah, so this is this is craziness. So for those who haven't seen it, Free Guy comes out n- next month, I believe, and mm. which is Ryan Reynolds. It stars Ryan Reynolds and Tika Watiti, and and it's not a, a, he did not direct it. He only, he only acts in the movie. August thirteenth is coming out, by the way. August thirteenth. So they did they Deadpool Ryan Reynolds did a reaction video to the trailer. And had a sidekick with him, which was Korg, who obviously is voiced by Tycho in Thor Ragnarok. So there's, this is all sorts of like meta. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's funny because like, I hear people going, well, is it official? Blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, Disney had to approve. Marvel had to approve doing that. Disney had to approve doing that. Yep. Just because the two actors were in a different movie doesn't mean... They can do whatever they want to promote it. So, As those characters. Yeah. And and of course it's a Fox movie, which is now owned by Disney anyway. So mm-hmm. which so they it, made a joke of. <laughs> so, so, it? He said something like a dying gasp of, of Fox. Yeah, it reminds me of the bargain bin deals they made with the uh, Fox. Yeah. So what did we think of uh, Deadpool's first foray into the MCU? It's yeah, perfect. Then. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> him and Korg, which also happened to be the two like stars of the movie that they were reacting to the trailer of, is just hilarious. It, which is in Ryan Reynolds' house, by the way. So that's kind of funny. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably gonna watch it ten more times. You know, within the next couple of days, it's just hilarious. And my favorite thing is, and there's what I, I guess I'll call a potential Easter egg, which on the table is a controller. You know, because Korg likes to play video games, although it's not Korg's house. So the rumor is that Deadpool is Noob Master. And I hope they they go with that. God, that would be awesome. (laughs) I could see them doing that. Aside from that, though, the dialogue alone, their reaction to this trailer is funny as the F word. I'm not going to say it because you guys mark yours as a clean podcast but uh well 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 you could say the beep and did you notice (laughs) he says i don't remember jeez i can't remember what he says to korg and korg you know says something goofy and he's and he looks i'm giving four out of five avocados i was raised by an avocado (laughs) (laughs) and and it was like he he looks at him at one point he's like you've got a disney you've got a, a disney plus deal or something like that you know and then and then he went, oh, and it beep, and it's like he got frustrated because he got beeped, which made as a couple other podcasts pointed this out too. It's like that's exactly how they could do him in a oh, yeah. PG thirteen movie, have him keep getting beeped and getting frustrated at it. So I, I would, I would be, well, yeah, because he's meta, but I would be happy as long as his his movies are R, and if he shows up, you know, with the other MCU characters, which of course he's got to, then they could do stuff like that, you know. And they do get a couple of curse words per movie. They just have to make sure it's from him. Yeah. Right? Isn't there a rule? Don't they get two or three curse words per he, Marvel he's movie? The, and... He's the black hole of the of the curse word allotment. <laughs> I think I think I think what would be funnier is if someone else's curses 
and then he gets beeped. <laughs> yeah. And then he comments, you know, what? Can't use your one on me? Yeah, that's funny. It's hilarious. Yes. Have yeah. him look look over and give the finger and then and, and the cam the camera pans open and there's the director going, uh uh uh, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, they better have some fun with this because during our multiverse phase, which we're now in, before we reset the Marvel universe in 10, 15 years, you can have Deadpool do anything. So let's just let's make sure we lean yeah, on and that this is it's hilarious. This is how you this is how you do it. This is how you bring people in from any aspect of any Marvel movie. And then decide if you want to keep them around or just have them as a one shot or a cameo. I mean, for a while in the comics, as I don't think we have, I don't think he's around anymore. For the while in the comics, we had two Wolverines. We had an old man Wolverine and we had regular Wolverine. Yeah, he's gone now. Old man's gone. Right. But you could have Hugh Jackman be old man Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, you could. That I'll accept. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then Ryan Reynolds could finally get his. Hugh Jackman Deadpool <laughs> fight that he's always wanted. Well, I, I hope Hugh Jackman is, is wearing a cup at that point because Deadpool's always talking about his balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, yeah, I can't. I just you know, it it's it's hard. It's it's they're gonna have to have the right director. And I, the the one the one good thing about this is Ryan Reynolds is gonna push it as far as he can go. And, yeah. and he's like Tom think, Holland. He's like he's basically he's basically like Tom Holland. He can put, he 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 forces them to do things that they would not normally do, and then they make make money from it. I don't know why they don't just listen to him anyway. <laughs> you think they need to find a director? I think he was basically sitting next to him. Oh yeah, That's, yeah, I know, I know, right? I it, Taika Waititi Deadpool movie. Come not, on, not director. I mean the you know it's got to be I don't know it's it, good wh- writer. Yeah, right. Well, writer, but it, it, they just as long as they allow it to be uh, rated R, I'll be very disappointed yeah. if it's not. Yeah, as long as we don't get any fridging of the girlfriend in the, in the second that, in the next movie. We call I, that bridging. I, I, <laughs> that's right. I, I, fr- fridging, fridging, right? Yes, no, no. But then Quirk says we call that bridging because oh. the rocks. So. I I finally know what fridging is. I had to look it up. All, all because of this. I didn't know what it was until then, until, and now I do. And now I'm sad. You're the, she did it in Highlander. You're the DC guy. You should know that it comes from DC. Green Lantern. Yeah, yes. Green Green Lantern. Fridging. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you kill the girlfriend to to give the the male character a, a motivation. motivation. Yeah, by killing what's and her sticking face? her in a fridge. Sticking a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's gonna like it. Yeah, I, I I've seen memes like that come and go, but I think that one might that idiom might stick around for a while. It's been around since the '80s, right? So has it? I because yeah, I this is a, this is the first time I've really heard it, or maybe I've heard it and I just ignored it. But anyway, yeah. So frigid. well, you speaking of directors, we now have a Blade director. So things are going. Basim Tariq is Marvel's choice to direct. New film starring Marcella Ali as iconic vampire hunter. So you think we could have Old Man Blade too? <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I can't say that I've seen anything that this uh, guy's directed, but that's you know it's funny. Like that's Marvel's thing. They get young upcoming directors who who they think they can mold a little bit. Right. Well, and let's face it, it's a Blade movie. What what is the director going? Okay. Yeah, and I'll do all that cool choreography shit that they taught you. 
yeah, that looks cool in your black trench coat. Okay, vampires now come in. You know, like it, it's not rocket well, science. It, it, it's funny too, because right, because I've I've had people argue, and we've talked about this show too, like a Steven Spielberg directed Marvel movie or a I'm trying to think of some another director M Night Shyamalan Marvel movie, whatever. But the thing is, if they want it, like Marvel doesn't want to make a Steven Spielberg movie. They want to make a Marvel movie. If mm. they bring Steven Spielberg in, he's going to want to make a Steven Spielberg movie. Right. So they want to bring in a young director so they can say, here's the Marvel formula. Here's how what you want. You like put your own slightly your own slight spin on it, your own humor on it. But at the end of the day, it's a Marvel movie. And make sure you get Thor into that pool so that we can tease our next movie. <laughs> like you get you bring yeah. James Gunn in and he throws James Gunn humor into Guardians of the Galaxy, but at the end of the day, it still follows the Marvel formula. Yeah. So if you, you can have Loki in the movie, but you better have him flip that effing hair. You hear me? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, by the or, way, Basam Tariq uh has done only a bunch of shorts that I can see. Okay. And video doc- documentaries. And uh, you're going to have Black Widow. She's got to land in her hero pose and flip her hair back. Jeez. Hysterical. Yes. Black, exactly. Black Widow and Loki use the same pose, don't they? Well, he doesn't He doesn't crouch down. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, it's moving forward. It, it, it's exciting. I mean, from a guy walking into Kevin Feige's office saying, I want to play Blade, to we now have a director... It's like, oh, this is going to happen. That's cool. So, but, you know, speaking of Black Widow, apparently NATO is not happy with her. What? <laughs> when I saw the headline, I was just, I laughed because it's the uh, National Organization of Theater Owners, <laughs> but called NATO. And I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't that the North <laughs> right. American? Yeah. Anyway. Trade organization. Yeah. Trade organization. That's it. So it's like, so Black Widow didn't make as much as they wanted it to. And what the what the what the truth behind that headline is? Black Widow didn't make as much at the theater as they wanted it. To. Yeah, but it made almost as much through Disney Plus the th- extra thirty bucks as it did in the theater. Almost. Yeah. However, if you read the, the the article on Deadline, they also point out it's the most pirated movie ever because people could stream it off of their TV, capture it, and then easily pirated after that so basically that's what that's what the theater organization is saying like well you gave people the ability to pirate this the day it came out of course you know this happened so i'm I like that's that's the question like is this you know can is this model sustainable for the the, the movie companies and i don't think it is not for yeah. disney movies it's not i mean yeah. They've got a whole platform. It's over. Like at this point, it's just for the privilege of being able to show the movie. So for the people that have to have the theater experience, okay. No, no, no. But but that's the whole point. They're not going to make enough on subscriptions to keep making Marvel movies the way they make them. They have to go in the theater and make that kind of money so they can justify making these giant budget movies. So. You know what I'm saying? You can't make a movie for $350, $350 million when you make $350 million a month. You know what I'm saying? You can't mm-hmm. make five Marvel movies now and justify the cost of that. Like, you just can't. Like, it has to go in the theater and make m- money. Well, like, it, but that's like, it's a whole tiered system, right? Like, before COVID, it was you hit the theater, you make 
a ton of money. Exactly. Then, then you hit the, was it the streaming, sir, or the DVDs, right? Yeah. The DVDs or, or Blu-rays. And then you make a ton of money there. And then it hits the streaming service. Right. Right. Because you, you basically you're tr- you're 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 trying to catch the but, people that definitely want to see it first, and you know you're forcing the, them to go to the theater, or you're forcing them to get the Blu-ray, and then you open it up to streaming. So, Even streaming, you're making rental or or quote unquote buying it. Right. On you know so like even if uh, done even if what you say is true, like it's over and they go to the streaming service, that would still be cutting like two tiers of profit. And not only that, like I said, this is the most or the second most, I think they said in the article, pirated movie ever. It's like they're going to they're going to lose more money on it that way as well. Like there's no way to stop that if you're giving people easy access to it. Like one guy pays 30 bucks and then pirates it and sells 100 DVDs. Well, it's only it the pirating is only denting it. Yeah, because the streaming is available at the same time. It's in the exactly if it's the other way around. But. I don't know because the digital age is not going to sit there and wait them for fi- for figuring out and that that pirate thing that that that's a that's an arms race that like you can't win yeah, yeah they're never they're never going to win because the the hackers always have more time there's always more of them you know figuring out how to get around every type of of content lockdown that these these publishers kinda, come up with i kind of think we're gonna my guess future state is going to be the dvd market's gone it's dead like no one cares about blu-rays and no one cares about owning media anymore i still buy blu-rays oh, well you're because, weird <laughs> no because i don't i don't want to pay i don't want to pay 20 bucks to quote unquote own a movie on a streaming service that may go away you know even if it's a service for a company you work for yeah Okay. Yes. I I <laughs> I kind of think that we're what we're going to see is a month in the theater, then it's going to hit digital market in some way, your rentals or or, and then streaming maybe a month after that. It's going to become it's going to become a lot faster than what it's been because I think it's three months or six months. Yeah, it was it was before COVID. It was down to only a couple of months. It used to be like a year. Right, and I think that's it's going to get even shorter now, but. It's still got to go to theaters first. It's the only way these movies are going to make the kind of money or we're not going to get them anymore. It's like, well, you got to choose. Well, listen, I, I may have just graduated summa cum laude for my business degree, but I will tell you, <laughs> we have an important business lesson here, and it comes from yogurt from Spaceballs. Oh, and that's merchandising, oh. merchandising, merchandising. Yep. Okay? So... Yeah, you may not make the theater money, but we're going to have people on our subscription service, which is doing very well. We are going to make a little bit of money from the people that pay the premium access. But what are the Comic-Cons that everybody goes to filled with? Merchandising, T-shirts, pops. Like, go back to the old Transformer, 1980s Transformers model. Bring the show out. Let's pump out these half-hour commercials for these toys so let's pump out these three-hour movies to sell the shirts to sell the pops to what you know that that that's 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 the way it's going that's how i see it because i there's no going back i hear what you're saying but i think covid forced them to cross the line that probably we crossed prematurely because of it and now there's just no going back it's like we're we're veering off the timeline we're gonna hit the red line here we've already hit it and now it's pirate of plenty you got to make money off the physical stuff. 
No, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but if it's all merchandising, um, here, here's an interesting fact. A lot of people don't know on paper empire strikes back has never made a profit. Yeah. That's interesting. I've heard, I've heard that because of marketing costs and all of that stuff. And obviously the biggest merchandised franchise of all time is the original star Wars trilogy, but yeah, it is a uh, on paper. It has never made a profit. Well, if so, they release the un, you know, the the untainted version, <laughs> people would buy that up. And so, <laughs> so I mean, it's it's just it's just one of those things where it's like I get it, and merchandising is a big thing, but at the same time, I, it's not. I don't think it's the profit vehicle that people think it is. You know, again, I, it's it, they've got to come up with a system. They've either got to come up with a system that's just as profitable as the movie theater or the movie theaters can't go away. It's it's really that simple. So or we're not going to get or or we're only going to get uh, one of these kinds of movies a year or are we going to go back to, you know, we're just going to get movies like The King's Speech and uh, which is a good movie, but it's no Marvel movie. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a shame. It really is. We'll see. I mean, you know, maybe it'll make it up in the merchandising. So how many Black Widow figures can one person buy? I don't know, man. People are always talking about, oh, I didn't pre-order and I can't find it. Like, I don't know, man. That stuff's got high demand. But I don't know. That's my answer know. to I the comic. Have, I just yeah. have one. <laughs> but, you know, that's my answer to the comic book shops, too. Like, I know they don't make a whole lot of money on the comics. So it's like, pump your store full of merchandising. That's, I mean, that's just... Because uh, pirating's a big thing for comic readers too it's funny because you read on twitter how popular a series is but then it gets canceled because of low sales and then you look at the downloads and you say oh the downloads are 10 times the sales here's the problem people that are bitching about it aren't actually putting money into it okay exactly that's exactly no i agree all right john yes you're always oh, complaining. Yes. you're always complaining about being single well if you were the last man on earth you might have a chance. Okay, this this is just this is just prepubescent wish fulfillment, as far as I can tell. This series, so is, what are this the most is a series, popular, a movie. It's like one of the most popular comic book series of all time is getting a Netflix adaption, and we got our first teaser trailer for Why the Last Man um, Standing. And uh, talk about a Marty Stew. So, <laughs> so first off. The, I, obviously, John, you didn't read the book. Did you read the book at all, Don? No. no. Oh, okay. I read like the first issue. I have the first issue. This, this is a tween book, right? Or is it just just a regular? It's a regular. Of... It's like a regular comic. It's not tween. Hmm. No. Oh, okay. No, it's kind of mature, from my understanding. So I don't see how huh. to be tween. So it's interesting because there's aspects, and again, I, I've only read the first issue, so I need somebody. I we need somebody on the show. Or somebody who's listening, who's read the book, who can maybe explain this a bit. I kind of got a feeling they're going a certain direction with it from the teaser, and and I don't. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, eh. um, well, that that was my question when I saw it. Like the the trailer doesn't give you anything. No, it doesn't. So, so I was wondering, okay, is this going to be a comedy, or you know, or is it serious? Or it's serious that they have to figure out why it's so. It's one man survives and one male monkey so they need to figure out why they survived so that they can have a cure for this disease so that they can you know have more men again 
and he's from my understanding he's on the run because you know they're trying to like capture him and, and breed him oh the poor man <laughs> yeah but think about it if you're the last man you wouldn't have any control over your life at that point would you Oh, no, no, not at all. And I think they've done this is like there are a couple of science fiction things that have done this. Like, actually, there was an episode of Sliders, I think, like the second episode of Sliders that did this. Or I Am Legend. No, that's like Last Man, period. But like, true. Wasn't wasn't there a reversed one? Wasn't there a science? They did it on Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. Death by Snoo Snoo. (laughs) Oh, God. That's good. (laughs) That's good. What a way to go. Yeah, the, te- the the teaser doesn't give you much, though it's interesting because it's like, you know, 95% of, what was it? Was it something like 95% of doctors gone? I'm like, I don't think it's that high, you know? Or no, pilots. 95% of pilots was gone. I can't, it was still a really high percentage for doctors. And I'm like, I don't know. I know a lot of female doctors. Like, But yeah, so it was interesting. Um, That's a little sexist to them assume that. Yeah. yeah, like I, I, I want to know if those statistics are real because I don't think they were, but I could be wrong. Like the practice I go to, it's actually three doctors and one is man, one's a guy, and it's two women. Actually, the one I go to is the same same ratio. Yeah, and I go to the woman doctor because I went to the man doctor and he he was horrible, and she, and the woman doctor I go to was awesome. So I don't know. Yeah, my yeah. doctor's a male, but but there's a nurse practitioner in that office that. Just sees me instead for some reason, and I much prefer her. But, mm. That's because your doctor. But yeah, they're probably. Like I don't think he does. He's like, you got diabetes. You're uh, you're causing me problems here, kid. You're messing up my ratios. Right. <laughs> I like good blood tests. Okay, <sighs> not bad ones. Exactly. You're hurting my. You're hurting my my insurance bottom line. <laughs> so so I guess I'm I'm gathering it that you guys had this this teaser didn't raise any interest in for you to watch it no the only interest i had it was when i first saw the the why the last man i my mind turned the why into yees like you know the video game but then i was like oh wait no that's not and that's not a yees never mind so yeah how about a use use <laughs> use the last man use the last man or you gotta you gotta come with us use the last man all right all right so you're not looking forward to that but i know everyone here is looking forward to the black adam movie which yes i still i'm shocked it's being made because i mean i think i could be wrong but i think the rock announced black adam before the mcu existed (laughs) it feels that way anyway yeah Uh, it does feel like a long time he he did he i think he said it at the beginning of the dceu yeah like definitely pre-infinity war like it's been a while yeah yeah like, like, I feel like right after Man of Steel. And Man of Steel, this podcast started with Man of Steel. So, yeah. <sighs> so, that was eight years ago. So, anyway. Finally, though, like, it felt like we just said, it really feels like a month ago we said filming started. And The Rock officially announced, like, the other day, they've wrapped film principal photography on uh, Black Adam. So Very cool we're actually going to get this movie so well we were going to get it's just it's yeah it's really nice to hear that it's it's wrapped you don't know something could happen during filming and they could abandon it they could it could also (laughs) movies get made and get uh, sit on a shelf warner brothers could sit there there and say we're completely abandoning any 
prior DC projects starting all over and it could sit on the shelf for a while. No, they're they not going to do it because, you know, the Rocks movies aren't going to sit on the shelf, you hear? That's, you know, they're going to get that. <laughs> um, it seems like they did it fast, though, right? Like, I know they've yeah. been making it for a while, but it seems like it was, like, really fast. So, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if they just took a bunch of, like, uh, the Rocks old wrestling matches and CGI'd <laughs> the Black Adam suit that's, on there. That's that's <laughs> what I was wondering. Exactly. Like, it seemed like they filmed this really fast. And here's the other thing I find fascinating about it. With every, like, The Flash, uh, it's been filming for a while. The Flash started filming before this and is still filming, from my understanding. And we've gotten a, quite a few leaked set pictures from that. Fury of the Gods, they've been filming. And we've gotten official pictures of the costumes and stuff. There's been nothing except for a tease of the back of The Rock in his costume. Other than that, there's been nothing that's come out from this movie. Yeah. Yeah, normally well, you get at least some rando taking pictures on set or something. Yeah, this really did come out of nowhere. Like it was, and it's actually right after we got done streaming my show, and then boom, it was like Black Adam wrapping up. I'm like, oh, holy moly! It, so, it, 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 so it has me concerned with the biggest sin of the DCEU. Mm-hmm. This was all done on green screen. It was all all done in a soundstage and screen screen, and it's it's going to look like a DCEU movie because of that. <sighs> I think the character and the actor will overcome all that. I, I, I just have that feeling. I, I, I just particularly, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm excited about the justice society being in there. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. I think it was all, I think it was a lot of CG, you know, especially yeah. if they did hit CG, the black Adam suit over some old rock wrestling footage. <laughs> that mean they'd have to use their knowledge that they gained from removing Henry Cavill's mustache into removing <laughs> the rock's sideburns. So, not, you know, it probably a lot took of a little time. There. Not a lot of knowledge there. <laughs> well, that's why they that's why they had to do this. They said, okay, well, we've got to save some money because we spent so much freaking money on Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they have to what did they change do you smell what the rock's cooking into? Like what did they what did they overdub that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you, do you do you smell what the Black Adam's lightning bolt is cooking? Or oh, do you are you shocked by the Black Adam's lightning bolt? I don't know. Shocking, shocking. There you go. So yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna say what I always say. I got to see a trailer, but because it it's, because it went so fast, I'm scared now. I really am. I was so looking forward to this movie, and and it's like. It no. is funny, like with all the crap that leaks about the Matt Reeves Batman, you mm-hmm. know, all that, and nothing. Oh yeah, from yeah, this. like yeah. Like there's seen no the controversy whatsoever. We've seen the Batmobile. We've seen like all the characters for the that the Batman movie. Yeah, we've heard that he won't work out or bulk up, and I mean everything. <sighs> yeah, no, no. I think I think the JD's- Rock says know your role and shut your mouth, and we don't want any leaks. <laughs> I'm sorry, That's, I could do it all if, night, but I'll stop. If if you if you're <laughs> if you're in a warehouse and doing everything on a green screen, it's easy to keep keep the paparazzi yeah, out. Yeah. It's true. I don't, I can't wait to see it. You know, <laughs> we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you, the listener, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments or in over on Twitter. You know, are you still looking forward to Black Adam? Are you? Nervous like me that this might be a CGI nightmare, you know, kind of like Aquaman. Yeah, I was going to say Aquaman's like a gold standard for that almost. 
Yeah. Literally almost every other scene was ragdoll physics. Oh God. All right. Well, that's it. That, 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 that is all she wrote this week, guys. That is all the news. And thanks to uh, JD, we don't, uh, we don't have our main topic this week. We'll have it next week, hopefully. Well, once Loki was kind of our main topic. Come on. Yeah. Once he's done wrestling with those young boys. Hmm. So. God, you know, he's going to hurt you when he comes back. <laughs> Maybe that's my plan. Mm. Maybe if all goes well, he can finally end my misery. All right. Anyway, on that note, boys and girls, before we wrap it up, let's get some recommendations. So, so Don, you got any recommendations for our, 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 our crew besides X-Men number one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> cut me off at the pass there. <laughs> uh, yes, obviously, um, I'm a big purveyor of Disney+. Plus. The Bad Batch, Star Wars Bad Batch, really interesting series. I kind of feel like people are sleeping on it. So go check that out. Uh, I definitely recommend that. And uh, soon, still about three episodes, three issues, but so soon my buddy Colossus is actually going to be a major part of a storyline starting in X-Force 24. So jump on board X-Force and, and watch out for that as well. Outside of that, Twitter, at Omega Level Nerds, please give us a follow, subscribe, all that jazz. Thank you very much. Cool. All right. John? I've got two. One is Castlevania season three is out on yes. Netflix. Right. And it's kind of fun because season one was damn good. Season two was damn bloody. And season three is starting to turn out even worse, like really bloody, <laughs> but in a good way. So, oh, wow. you know, did you make it to that scene where she's in the day blocking armor and she's just tearing up that whole village? Not yet, but okay. I'll watch for it. But, yeah. you know, like Netflix Spoilers. is on, Yeah. Netflix is on and off. Like, don't don't watch the original animated Godzilla movies that they came out with. The, the three, the trilogy that they had. Godzilla Singular Point is good. But the Castlevania stuff is just awesome. The other thing also on Netflix is uh, Stargate SG-1. It's an oldie, an old TV show, but it's it was really amazing. It's all on Netflix now, that, so you can binge it. And uh, you know, they it was it was a really, really, really good show that got you know it 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 used to hop around different networks, but it you know it was it was pretty amazing. It was entertaining. It was funny, and the characters were were really good. So Richard Dean Anderson was in it. So and that MacGyver or something. Yep. Yes. All yep. right. Before I get to my recommendations, speaking of Stargate. Mm-hmm. What, beat you him, step on something? Beat him down. And Randy, this message is for you. The Stargate movie starring Kurt Russell was my Patreon pick for Colt 45. Don't forget, guys. <laughs> I want to hear you guys review that movie. All right. They made fun of Stargate, uh, and that, but that had never seen it on their show. So I, Oh, no. It was so good. I joined their Patreon, and I was like, all right, my Patreon pick is the movie here's the funny the movie was good the tv show was like leagues even way better than that because they had i mean there's a whole mythology and oh yeah because the movie like was a movie and they didn't know it was going to become anything after that you know but yeah but but it's kurt russell i mean come on you can't go wrong it's right well by the same token amanda tapping and 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 james spader james spader that's right yeah. You know? See? And it's just yeah, it's and Richard Dean Anderson. It's just amazing that the chemistry I don't know. You you have to see the show. But but 
I, I know you listen, Randy. So, so <laughs> get on that. All right. Nice. I will recommend that you go to superherospeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page and comic book reviews by this man right here, D Square. One just went up today for X-Men number one. There's There'll be more coming up this week. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. And I got nothing. So I'm just going to repeat my recommendation from last week because I promise <laughs> next week, make sure you read The Institute because we will be discussing it by Stephen King. The Institute by Stephen King is new novel. We will be discussing it on our next episode. So on that note, until then, as always, thanks for hanging out. Know that you keep caught in the door. Have a good week.